Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com and this is an episode where I want to talk about Black Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter. And before I even do so, I just want to make one thing very clear. Um, for those who haven't been listening to my podcast or maybe listening to this um, and coming in with some very preconceived feelings about these uh, movements uh, for or against, the purpose of my podcast, my, the goal of what I'm trying to do here it's always a facilitated conversation and empathy. So my episodes are never about the saying sort of, I mean, occasionally I kind of give sort of my hardline opinion, but most of the time what I'm really aiming to do is to take an issue and help you understand the different sides of it. Well, I definitely have a particular perspective, um, being a staunch libertarian, um, moving any issue in any direction requires an attempt to understand the other side and an attempt to understand your own side from the out from how other people see you from the outside okay that's how you foster sort of just a better conversation if we only see uh the caricature in our minds of the people we disagree with and they only see the caricature of us um and we don't dissect that deeper you never get a more robust conversation so my discussion during this episode is with that in mind. So I do ask whatever your preconceived notions are, whatever your opinion is, please listen to this entire episode. Um, my goal isn't necessarily to change your mind, um, but I do hope that from listening to this, you might have a deeper appreciation um, for different sides of looking at this. Okay, so let's first talk about Black Lives Matter, okay? And I'm gonna be focusing on the movement, not the organization. Oftentimes, this happens all the time, that you have sort of a moment where there's a sentiment and a movement springs up. And the movement is a grander thing, okay? Kind of like there's the libertarian movement, which is more than just the libertarian party. The libertarian party is an organization within the movement. In the same way, there's a Black Lives Matter movement and then there's an organization that formed out of that movement with its own sort of goals and priorities and people who are sort of in charge who have their own goals and priorities that is that name themselves by the same name. So I'm not referring to this organization that's within the movement, but the larger movement and the sentiment that it sprang out of, okay? Um, and I'm sticking within that scope, okay? Uh, within that dis more cultural discussion, the cultural sentiment um, that that, the, that, that sprung this movement out of, not the any particular organization that sprung up within it. Okay? Cool. So, and then again, as, as a comparison, think about like the Tea Party. Um, the Tea Party kind of started up as sort of this sort of, uh, for, sort of libertarian free market sentiment out of like the Ron Paul 2008 campaign, and then quickly got co-opted by like a conservative group that like, I think it was like the tea, there was like Tea Party Express and a few other organizations that um, formed very quickly to fundraise off that movement, off that sentiment, and then also steer that energy towards other ends, uh, which were sort of just generic, sort of conservative electoral ends, con uh, general conservative Republican electoral ends, um, and steer them away sort of from that original sentiment. So you can argue all movements have that. It's not a right or left thing. Okay, people find a, something that they care about for a moment and people quickly try to figure out ways they can make money off of that and how they can steer that energy to their own pet projects 
all I in the same way that I, you know, I feel that the tea that original Tea Party movement, that originally libertarian sentiment that was it came out of, I think was a good thing, even though I'm disheartened by the organizations that took advantage of it. In the same way, I feel the Black Lives sentiment, the 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 the, the movement, uh, I think is a good thing, even though I. I'm not necessarily always thrilled with what the organizations that have built up around it and fundraise off of it and whatnot uh, have done with it, per se. Okay, so hopefully that's clear. Okay, there's a difference between sort of a movement and a sentiment versus organizations that take advantage of a political moment. Um, and that's just always going to happen. Cool. Now with that out of the way, so again, when I, when I, when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm referring to the sentiment of, and again, the core idea is that there's this, this sentiment that the lives of of black individuals, well, when it's per, it started off and particularly with sort of when it came to police interactions, um, were not necessarily getting the same kind of attention and awareness. And I think people focus too much on the word equality, on whether like the justice system is equal or you know are you know, proportionality and things like that. I think that's missing the like oftentimes misses the point because the statistics when it comes to criminal justice are very murky because there's a lot of things that affect things in a sense that like you have prosecutors that might over who over prosecute poor people why because they have they have less ability to defend themselves so they're gonna they're easy points to build up your career um same thing goes for pretty much every part of the chain in the justice system is not that they sit there and consciously like it's not like the justice system is consciously saying oh well, let's go get the poor people but the matter of fact that there's a difference in the ability for one group to defend themselves versus a higher group to defend themselves also there's the political risk of you know that when you have powerful people wealthier people respect people in the community um when they become the sort of the the targets of the justice system you take a risk like if you're that district attorney and you're targeting the sort of the, the person who has who's like a local respected community member um you know you're 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 risking your career you're risking backlash while someone who's just down on their luck that no one knows and no one uh doesn't have much family or anything much of a support network you can prosecute them all day and everyone just thinks you're cleaning up the streets okay so this is sort of grander imbalance that you can't really capture in statistics um you know that would also make statistics sort of make what you see and that's also the problem with like crime statistics the actual enforcement of crime skews what the statistics are because you know it depends what the crimes are and all these kind of things but the issue is is that there's a feeling that let's say it's not that white people don't get killed by in, in, in law enforcement situations, they do. And I think the, uh, you know, I forget what the exact statistics are. I'm not going to get into those numbers right now. Um, but do feel free to leave comments on this, on the YouTube video, um, with any facts that you would like to put out there. Um, I always welcome rich discourse. Probably the best place to do that would be on the YouTube posting of this episode. And uh, I also welcome, you know, again, uh, messages to me. Okay, so feel free to reach out. I'm always uh, willing to hear more information. But the idea is, whether there is, the idea is that there's sort of like a difference in, and I think before this movement, there was sort of a, 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 a the idea is with this, this feeling. And again, the the issue isn't, and this is always the problem with the conversations. People always 
sit there and say someone says I feel a certain way people's first instinct is to prove or to have a discussion whether they should feel that way one of the best things you can do when you have a conversation with somebody and someone says they feel some way is to first say I am sorry you feel that way tell me why you feel that way and then go from there okay this is and this is not something just about like this situation but also like in your in, in interactions okay in personal relationships etc the your first impulse when someone comes to you with a grievance isn't to be like should you have a grievance <laughs> um you know how dare you bring up a grievance um uh, because at the end of the day most people just want to be acknowledged they want to feel like they were heard and that's what this is kind of coming from that a lot of times people will say okay hey this thing happened we're not happy with that this happened and people just say well tough luck that's the way the system works um we're sorry that it happened but uh, move on people didn't feel hurt people felt ignored and that's why that's kind of where the, the word black lives matter is kind of coming from it's kind of saying hey okay you guys are ignoring us or at least we feel ignored and we matter too okay it's not like only black lives matter it's that black lives matter too and we don't feel like they don't feel like the society as a whole understands that they matter too okay and again that's the sentiment okay the question is the underlying statistics and all this stuff whatnot but the point is that that sentiment exists that sentiment is real or else there wouldn't have been the spark of a movement so there's a large amount of people who feel that way or else they wouldn't have resonated with this movement uh so then the question is okay what can we do to alleviate that that sentiment because that's not you don't want necessarily people in society feeling like they're being ignored okay i mean you know because you're here you're talking about large segments um enough to form a, a a movement but the movement you know is called black lives matter and focused primarily on this one situation sort of like um people in law enforcement interactions okay where regardless of the context ended up you know where basically the sentiment is that the enforcement was tougher or unfair versus other people in other contexts and really the this is not the part that i was planning to focus on when we get to black trans lives matter and within that movement or at least like then this other sort of sub movement came in as a response in the sense called black trans lives matter okay and i i and i uh, well i'll come back to sort of how people respond to hearing these names and what they think first i want to kind of understand i'm going to speak it from sort of the movement's point of view that that the 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 sentiment's point of view first um so the the black trans life movement uh is basically saying that hey you know we understand how you feel we're oppressed too not just as black people but as trans people as well okay and when you guys said hey black lives matter and you guys wanted help we were there to support you and yet no mention there's no mention of you know black trans lives that have been lost uh and just you know seemingly discarded and not cared about okay and this i'm a little bit more sensitive to um as someone who has really close friends who are transgendered who has who's uh, been in relationships with trans women in the past who has um as a family who's transgendered um you know i've gotten to see the trans experience as a as a cisgendered person pretty closely and seen kind of like just sort of like 
how people just treat someone different and sometimes be some violent okay i remember just in the middle of the night just you know just walking down the street and people literally throwing things um so that i'm that's something just i'm particularly sensitive just because of my particular experiences um so i'm, I'm very empathetic towards the, the the trans experience uh personally okay again i'm a libertarian it doesn't necessarily mean I think the force, the hand of government needs to be there to fix every little thing. But it is a sentiment, it is experience that I, I empathize with greatly because I've seen it up close. And I do think a lot of people are quick to dismiss it um, a lot of times because they haven't seen those experiences up close. Um, but basically that's what they're saying. They're saying, okay, hey, you know, we were here for you. Um, and you know this is a thing that you actually see in the trans community a lot like it's actually highlighted in the tv show pose which is about the sort of the the black trans community in the in the late 80s um it's actually a really phenomenal show if you haven't seen it yet it just as good television but you know you see that where basically even within sort of the lgbt the the uh, lesbian gay bisexual transgender community even the, 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 the trans community is some oftentimes treated as second class citizens within that okay um so it's kind of born out of that. Um, and yeah, but I also understand like on first sight, if you're someone who's just kind of casually watching this and suddenly you're seeing, you know, you're hearing Black Lives Matter all the time, you're not necessarily following this day to day. You're seeing like riots on TV, whatnot. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, oftentimes you're going to have people who take advantage of a moment. They take advantage of a profit protest so they can go get some free stuff and they riot. You have, I think, some so, sort of uh, Antifa types who who basically believe that they want to incite violence, that you know they want to incite the revolution, so they get involved in these protests and they try to create that environment. So you have these different types of sort of subversive elements that are ruining what the majority of people are trying to do, which is a generally a peaceful protest, okay? I mean, if everyone at these things were rioting, those riots would be a lot worse. Um, but you have those people there who either, A, again, are, are taking advantage of the moment to go get free stuff, or two, are, um, you know, trying to create their, their pet political insurrection, um, while most people just want to be heard and acknowledged. And want to have a productive conversation to see, okay, hey, can we move towards a world where it doesn't feel like this always? Um, and that's different. And the problem is um, you have those people who kind of create this vision that people have of the, the sentiment now. So, you, you know, you have this backlash against uh, that some people have when they, when they, they start to associate the, sent, the movement with sort of like bad, those bad events, like the riots and stuff like that. Um, so they already have this sort of exhaustion um, on the on this, especially with all the stresses of 2020 and all that stuff. And I can understand that because again, you're not sitting there trying to parse this out in this deeper culture conversation. You're not trying to think through like what are all these subgroups that are hanging out here and taking advantage of the moment. Okay, you're just like, okay, there's this thing. It's like a protest for this thing, and this is the result of that protest. And uh, I don't like that result. I don't like seeing stores broken because, you know, property rights matter, too, in the sense that, like, and oftentimes, you know, and I, I get I get those ar arguments where people say, like, well, you know, uh, if Black Lives Matter, why are they, you know, breaking the storefronts of black owned businesses? 
But again, you're assuming that one person is the whole movement. Um, the actors, whoever were the writers, are not necessarily the same thing as a sentiment. Okay, they can possibly be in a lot of different categories. So it just becomes this whole cloudy mess. And that happens with every movement. We see this with every movement. Um, you know, you can take a look at uh, right-wing movements where, you know, there are, there is an incident and suddenly, like, the message gets muddied. People associate sort of the, the people who are sort of closely associated with the incident who are usually oftentimes, like, the smallest subgroup within that movement and oftentimes, like, the worst subgroup within that movement. And then they paint that whole movement with, like, a broad brush. So it happens on both sides. Like, that's just the nature of how movements work. But then, you know, you hear black trans lives matter and if you don't know all this context that i kind of laid out you're thinking oh are we going to see one of these for like every name um and you know part of it is it's, it's a you know it's good marketing you know the name and th you know using a name of a movement that people a sentiment that people kind of already starting to understand um but again i can also see the backlash of people who are who got who has like exhaustion with the sort of the political conversation at the moment and they see this and they're like oh no uh, but again you got to focus on sort of my at least again my view is that we need to stop focusing on the labels and all this stuff and realize what's at the core here um that all individuals want to be heard okay we are individuals we are all unique different people and when we don't feel heard, when we feel ignored, when we feel powerless, we respond to that. At the, at the end of the day, you take a look at every movement, right or left, it comes down to that. People feel ignored, they feel not heard, and they feel powerless. Okay? Movements you don't like, movements you do like, it all started off with those three things going on in someone's heart and mind. So the response shouldn't always be, oh, or yes the response should be like how can we make people feel heard around us because to me i'm as a libertarian i want everyone to be free i want power to be diffused so that way people can't overpower each other and over over trounce each other's voices um through compulsion and force but for that we need to not put people avoid people getting into that position of being feeling unheard, ignored, and powerless. Because that's where you do end up seeing things kind of move in the direction of, hey, let's go use government force to go force things on other people. So that's a, to foster that context. All of us as individuals kind of need to sit there and make an effort within, even if it's just within our local communities, within our the people in our families, the people in our communities, and just sit there and say, how can I make these people feel heard? How can I make them see that the power they have in their hands? How can I empower them? to do better, to be better, to, to believe in themselves and believe in the role they have in this world. Okay, you do that, you'd be surprised how much you diffuse all this conflict all around, okay? Regardless of how off you think about all this, like, all this nuanced cultural discussion, you can fix it by just making people feel heard and, make, and, and not letting them feel powerless because you show them the power they have in themselves. But it's very unfortunate, you know, because especially, like, uh, to me, like, like, when I see what happens in the trans community, because oftentimes like the trans community really gets like a, um, a bad sick like people point out like yes you're starting to see a lot more trans reputation you've seen you know you have uh pose the tv show you've had uh, a lot more shows with transgender characters and famous now more transgender celebrities soup uh, models uh 
uh, beauty pageant winners and stuff like that than ever before. Okay. Yes, there's more visibility and that's good. Okay. But, you know, you talk to most people. I mean, there's still sort of, you can still get the vibe that, you know, like this, that when they hear that somebody is trans, like it's like just whether they know this person or not, like they already kind of have this assumption. They already have this sort of like, they kind of want to have a negative impression of, of the person right off the bat. And it's, and that's the thing I always want to get away from everyone. Okay. I mean, that's the same thing far as like conservative, liberal, progressive, whatever your opinion is. I don't, I don't want people to have that, 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 that click in their mind. I want people to be treated as individuals. I want you to say, Hey, this is, this is Bob. This is Susie and get to know them because people have interest in like they have tv shows they like music you like they have opinions on sort of you know who is who is what is their favorite character on game of thrones and these things these much more richer things these things that are much more sort of key to who we are as people allow us to connect but oftentimes we get so hung up on these other factors of who we are and we 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 put this frame of i'm automatically gonna like this person i'm automatically gonna dislike this person and it's not something we do consciously okay you know, and it's something we all do. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to say I've never sat there in a moment and looked back on my behavior and said, you know what, that's not, that's, 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 um, you know, I could have handled that differently. But, um, but yeah. And then, I mean, a part of it, like when you sit there and you talk to people, like people have make certain assumptions, you know, um, that, you know, and then like these assumptions I think have dissipated a little bit are, are better than they used to be but a lot of times you know people would assume that you know if you're a trans person you probably have used drugs you probably are working in sex work or something like that and with what makes me so sad about that is because people will make that assumption so then they'll disconnect themselves from those people in their family like they'll kick them out of their house stuff like that but that's what made them put them in that position they're kicked out of their house so they're on the streets okay where well, you're going to be more likely exposed to things like drugs and then the rest of society um the, without a support network without skills and on top of it uh sort of being in a group that's that people tend to have and again it's not a lot of times people won't hire people because they're scared of not how they feel about someone but how especially in like businesses how their customers will feel about that person um whatnot so it's it's about like a lot of times people do prejudice things not because they're prejudiced but because they're acting on everybody else's prejudice and how it puts in the position it puts them in okay so that's okay so think about like times where people wouldn't hire uh, a trans person because maybe they don't think their customers will feel comfortable being served by a trans person or something like that and you could probably imagine a lot of situations like that okay but then what happens is how are you supposed to earn a living? You've been kicked out of your, your family's home because they don't understand you. Not that we need to understand each other. I don't need to understand everybody I know. Okay. People can make decisions that I don't understand. People have all sorts of like different things that they do that I just don't get. TV shows that they like, I just don't get. Okay. I don't understand why people like Broadchurch. I didn't find that show at all amusing. But it's not a show that I watch. It's not a show. It doesn't matter to me. I don't need to understand every little thing that people like enjoy or choose to do with their lives. Okay. Um, it's, it's not necessary. So yeah. So 
but this is what happens. So you end up having this cycle. Um, and again, I think nowadays you have seen more and more resources, you know, uh, partly funded by people, trans people who didn't, who, who made it, who, you know, they, uh, and you're seeing a lot of those people who grew up, they succeeded and they're giving back and providing like shelter, runaway housing. And that's great stuff. And that's what I want to see more of charity community in the sense that, and, and part of that, oftentimes these movements do do that. The problem is the, pol the there's, when you have a sentiment, again, these movement, these sentiments, there's a lot of people who want to help. There's a lot of people who care. And there's a lot of people uh, who want to give money to help things. Okay? In the sense that, you know, but those who are in the political realm see that. And they are trained to channel that to steer that money towards them. To, to steer it to some political organization to pay for bumper stickers, to pay for signs, to pay for uh, ads, to pay to support some candidate for office instead of going to direct help. Okay, and this is sort of my issue, sort of like um, on the abortion issue as well. Like, and not to get into sort of the dynamics of the abortion issue, regardless of which side you're on, if all the dollars that went to the politics of abortion went to support people who are directly affected by the issue, providing, you know, whatever kind of support, investing in technology and stuff like that, you'd probably do a lot more to address the issue than it does going to any politician. In the same way, if you took, if you, instead of donating to politicians, you donated the money to sheltering, housing people, um, runaways, uh, helping people find adoption, helping people get job training, helping people get their lives together when when um, when they need it. You'd be surprised how much more we can advance. But again, those in the political realm, they create organizations that are always going to distract the energy and the focus of a movement in the moment to their political ends into their political financial interest. Again, happens on both sides. You see it all the time. Okay. Um, again, whether you're whether you're a Trump fan or not, Trump sparked like a similar sentiment uh, of people who felt that they weren't being heard, that they weren't that they were uh, being ignored, that they felt like they were powerless, whether you agree that they were or weren't. Um, and that got quickly got co-opted by sort of the 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 Republican Party establishment apparatus as well to to raise funds and all this stuff. Um, so again, it's not my 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 thing is not to get hung up on what these different sentiments feel, far as like the particulars, but that core feeling of not being heard, being invisible, that feeling of powerlessness. It's when a critical mass feels a similar powerlessness that a movement sparks. And whether that movement makes any change depends on whether it can prevent itself from being corrupted by those who want to sort of steer their resources, their time, their efforts towards less productive things, aka politics, versus more productive things, direct aid, help, charity, stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of going off on all sorts of different tangents. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I want to kind of just talk about this, like this this whole thing in general, because people get too lost on the labels. Um, and um, trying to think, there was I think one more point I wanted to make. Um, let's see here. Well, and also just being better to your family, okay, and being okay with not always understanding your family, um, because having that support network does a lot for people. Uh, but you know and those support networks can be there if we're all kinder and, 
and just more tolerant. Doesn't we don't always have to understand and approve of each other. But if it's family, we should be able to love each other. And that love not, does two things. It provides those support networks, but two, it also allows us to be more freer as individuals. Okay? And with all the benefits that come with that. So that's important. And also just like the, you know, there's also sort of the class aspect of it in the sense that, and this is like when you talk to people who are sort of like socialists, they always try to draw this sort of like, try to make everything a class warfare kind of thing. Now there is an aspect of it where like, if you are poor, things are always worse for you. A tax is always going to be worse on you. Um, being poor is always going to being a poor person in a particular situation is always worse than being a rich person. Doesn't mean you don't have problems either way. But the idea is you have less resources to deal with the thing, and that gets fixed with good economic policy. Okay, good economic policy, free markets, lower taxes, stuff like that, are going to create an environment where people can grow, and then people. And then yes, so and then and that gives an opportunity for everyone to grow their economic wealth, which does grow their political power, and then people don't feel so powerless. And then, but you know, the common retort is, well, if you just leave it unchecked, then you know those who are already powerful will also continue growing their power. Yes, but each dollar is not equal in unit. There's something called marginal utility. So that you know, a billionaire becomes a two billionaire, the increase in their political power is quite marginal. Okay, I mean, you know, there's a certain point where you kind of bottle the political power you can you're gonna get um you know your status that power that you would get is there but if you're on the lower end that those additional dollars actually buy you increase your power quicker okay so when you have broad amounts of society being generally better off which does happen generally when you have freer markets so yes people who are at the top are also going to do a little bit better but you're going to have many more individuals who are along the, where that bottom is is going to be a lot higher and you're going to have people who are just going to be more able to participate in politics and power is going to become more diffuse over time okay um you kind of see this on a sort of global scale um with sort of like a growing global middle class things like that and this is a good thing okay free markets are good but a thing is that also the access to the benefit of those markets is also depending on like culture like do we do, are we willing to engage with each other okay like you could have free markets but if society doesn't want to do business with you society um, doesn't let you participate then that's also um, going to affect you know create the situation where people are going to feel powerless where people are going to feel unheard and ignored and you're going to have these movements come up um, that are necessary to address that but then always get co-opted by those who want to use politics to control things to give them the, to, to garner power that's that's how people who want power do they just look for any sentiment they're just looking for any time people feel anything and try to turn it into an excuse to ask for more power um instead of asking offering a solution so i kind of talked about a lot of things uh but hopefully this was of some value um hopefully this helped you think more critically about something um, but I felt if you listen to it this far, hopefully I, I do think you probably got something out of this. My name is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. Uh, just general libertarian dude trying to be, make the world a kinder, nicer place for everybody. Um, you know, trying to help each other have everyone see the bigger picture so we can all understand each other better. So we can get to a place where we can coexist in a more robust, prosperous way for everybody. Um, but yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day and enjoy.